what God is doing in this church. He's trying to take joy away from people. He's trying to take our victory. He's been ruthless. He's been, the last several years, he has put sicknesses on people. He has taken our loved ones. He has tried to pit. Um, he has tried to pit people against each other. He has tried to fill our church with drama. I hate drama. I hate it. Amen. Need some of that it's a drama thing. I know it's for people who get busy, but let me tell you what, if you're running around causing all kind of drama, you need to you need to take some of that and let it knock you out, put you to sleep for a while. Amen. Colossians 3 and 12. Oh, it may not be long tonight. <clears throat> I want to be precise. I do want to get to the banner and show it to us. And I'm, I'm, it's not going to be immediately, so just uh, going to hold it off for a few minutes. I got to get some more first. Colossians 3 and 12. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved. As I read this, listen, listen to how Paul, what Paul's telling the Colossian church and how we, we are the elect of God. All right. We are we're the ones that God has elected to represent this gospel. This is what this is about. He's, he's telling us. He's telling us how we how we should do and what we should do. And he said, put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved. He said, put on bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. Above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. That, that's powerful right there. Charity, love, the bond of perfectness. Not that you're going to be perfect, that perfectness is talking about where we can grow up. True maturity is, is shown in the sign of love. He went on to say, verse 15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. To the which also you're called in one body. And be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another. In psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with a grace. With grace in your hearts to the Lord. My last verse. And whatsoever you do in word or deed. Do all. But I say do all. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Jesus, mash your touches in this place tonight. Thankful for what we felt here this morning and what we're feeling in this place tonight. God, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost run up and down my back right now. And God, I know that, Lord Jesus, I know there's incredible things that you are doing that you're going to do, Lord. 
And I'm so excited about it, God, and I'm thankful, God. I'm asking you to open our hearts and our spirit, God. What I feel, what you have been laying on my spirit ever since probably June of this year, God, I'm asking that it can transfer to this great, great people, God, that I'm standing before today, God. And Lord, we can catch this passion and vision and burden. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. It's hard to believe that we are once again at the unveiling of another Harvest House banner. 2018 has it's come and gone, and yet we're still here. Amen. Are you glad that are you glad to be at Harvest House tonight? Amen. Man, I'm glad. I agree with the psalmist when he said, I was glad when they said it to me. Well, that's going to the house of the Lord. I, and you folks have made me realize today that some of you, you were glad to be here today. Amen. He's glad to be in the house of God on the first Sunday of 2019. Because let me tell you what, we done, we done flat out done some worship today. Amen. When my wife kicked her shoes off on this platform, I turned and looked up them boys. I said, it's on. You begin to run the aisles. Not once, but two or three times. I don't know when I have been more excited about being pastor of this church. I mean that. I don't know when I've been more excited about what God is doing in lives. I know it's been a hard year for some folks, and I know I, I know it's been some ups, and I know there's been some downs, but uh, I'm going to tell you what, I'm excited. When I look up here and I see these front rows lined with young people that hunger. Amen. I seen Brother John this morning watch him again tonight with his hands up in the air and I could tell he was loving God and I, I'm seeing James and Monica and, and, and Hannah, honey, you're thrilling me to death just to see you grab a hold of uh, 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 Jenna this morning and begin to pray for her. I'm excited about what God did. Amen. To see Ashley sitting up here a little closer today. I'm going to tell you what, that's exciting. Some smiles on some faces. I, I, I don't know that I've ever been, Brother Donnie, more excited because I, I know what God is fixing to do. And I, I know that great things are happening. I, I, you know, I feel like we closed the year out strong. We've seen some growth in the latter part of this year. I, I know we did. And I, 2018 was a year that, that we've seen the devil try to steal away some people. But he didn't do it. Amen. Unfortunately, there were a few that left. And unfortunately, there's still a few that's on the fence. And I'm not sure which way they're going to fall. But the devil didn't get what he thought he was going to get. Amen. Amen. Looking at the numbers. I know maybe we shouldn't look at the numbers, but I'll look at them anyway. That's my job. I try to keep up with everybody. I know when you come, and I know when you don't. In general, I know what I preached when you was here, and I know what you missed. 2018, 
Now that's my, my usual thing here. In our first quarter, I break it down in four quarters and then the end of the year. January, February, March, the first quarter, we averaged 40 on Sunday mornings, 31 on our Sunday nights, and 29 on Thursday nights, which is an average drop of eight people per service compared to the first quarter of the year before. The second quarter, we averaged 47, done a little better. On Sunday morning, 32 on Sunday night, 29 on Thursdays, which was just a drop of one from the previous year of that quarter. The third quarter, we averaged 37 on Sunday morning, 29 on Sunday night, 26 on Thursday, which was a drop of eight again. Fourth quarter, which we just come out of, we averaged 43 on Sunday morning, 34 on Sunday night, and 29 on Thursday, which was an average drop of one compared to the previous year. In 2018, as a whole, we averaged 42. And to be honest with you, I was pleased with it. I thought it was worse. <coughs> Me and my wife had a discussion about it, and I was wrong. <laughs> 2018 was a good year for me because I think I admitted more I was wrong in 2018 than I ever had in my life. <laughs> He's still working on me. Your little kid song to make me what I ought to be. You want it for your husband? <laughs> 2018, we averaged 42 on Sunday a.m., 31 on p.m., and 28 on Thursday nights, which was an average drop for the entire year of five people per service compared to 2017. Now, as pastor, I'll be honest with you, that's not an easy thing to take, to see your church drop off in numbers. To go from running two vans to running one, well, partially because one van just don't want to run too good. And to be honest, you just really didn't have nobody else to run the other one. To see numbers of the church drop in a year's time is not easy. To be honest, this is about the fourth or fifth year in a row that we've seen a drop every year. I believe it was 2013. What year did you come with, Donna? 12? 2011. So it's been 2012. Um, the church took a hard hit. But about 30 or so leave in a matter of months due to some very un unfortunate circumstances. It really didn't have nothing to do with the church. It was just stuff. Young church, we couldn't handle it. But to be honest with you, we have wallowed there long enough. Amen. Amen. Some of you wasn't here then. Who wasn't here in 2012? Mom. You, you wasn't here? Well, several it was. And it's time for me as a pastor to be honest with where we are and where we need to go. Amen. Amen. I'm the captain of the ship. I'm ready to turn this thing around. Amen. We've been selling a long direction way too long, Brother Cliff. 
It's time for the church to be honest with where we are and where we need to go. Yes. It's time. Somebody say it's time. It's past time. It's time to get up and be about the business of the kingdom of God. Amen. Anybody know what the kingdom of God is? You know what the kingdom of God's about? What he come to do? Seek and save that which was lost. Come on. He came to seek and save everybody. It's time for us to get back to the business of what God called us here for. Your kids that's not come to church and going to hell. They need to be in the house of God. You bus kids that got mom and daddies that don't come to church, they need to be in the house of God. There's people rolling the streets out here that's not going to the house of God. There's people going to churches that's going to cause them to be lost. It's time for us to get back to what God has called us to be. Hallelujah. He's called us to be Harvest House. He's called us to be a church that's harvesting the people that's lost and dying and going to hell. Brother Donnie, it's time for us to get back to what we were doing when you came to church in 2011. Hallelujah. It's time for us to be knocking on doors, having block party. It's time for us to love people like we never loved them. It's time to treat people with love and compassion and love. I'm going to tell you what. It's time for us to get back to doing what God has called us to do. It's time for us to fill this church up. It's time for us to fill them buses up. It's time to get another bus. It's time to break ground. Hallelujah. For what God has done to us. It's time for us to get up out of the place that we are. Get up to Wallen in this place. We've been here too long. I know they hurt your feelings, but it's time to get over it. I know they left and it hurt, but it's time to get over it. Hallelujah. I know this may happen and that may happen. I know you might be addicted to that and addicted to that and you may still be, but it's time to get up. It's time to get up and see what God's got for us in 2019. It started Halfway through mine and Cheryl's 25th wedding anniversary trip to Cozumel, Mexico. Last year. June last year. As we stepped off the little taxi bus, we drove through the streets of Mexico, Cozumel, Mexico, to get to uh, to the resort we was going to. It's kind of rough. I've never been there. It's a little different. When we pulled... Through the gates of, uh, we made the little road turn and pulled through the gates there of Cozumel, uh, the Secrets Resort, and we went through the gates and we pulled up there and met us several people and just blowed us away. Yeah. Handing us wet wash rags, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> Walking around with a, a warm. Mine was warm, man. I'm sorry. A warm, I had a wash rag. Regardless, I had a wet rag in my hand. They're leading me over to where we check in, and I'm, I'm still holding this wash rag. Thing. Not till later, later, I finally dawned on the fact that it's kind of hot down there. It's just supposed to freshen you up. We begin to notice all the little things that the resort done to make you feel like you were very special. So the towel they handed us when we got off 
out of the little taxi. As you walk down the halls in the little trash cans that I guess that had sand ashtrays on the top that I maybe seen one time out of the six or seven days was there that they did not have the imprint of a shell that was in there. From uh, I got tickled, Sister Cheryl said, why does everybody call me Olaf for? It was a dad joke, okay? They were saying, Olaf, hello, everyone you see. Hello. Hola. Hola. Just the kindness and the, the courteousness and just just the little details here and there, everywhere you look, just constantly, uh, just everything they've done to, to waking up in the morning and, and, and looking out our, our uh, off our little balcony that we had, looking at the uh, the sand out there, seeing the men out there that was just sweeping the sand because people had run through the sand that day and, and messed the sand up and they were sweeping the sand and they were writing notes in there uh, about uh, whatever during that day. Just constant. The things that they've done. One particular uh Several mornings, I'd get up and I'd go to the little deck out there, and I'd sit and I'd read and I'd pray. And there was this little old man uh, that worked so feverishly and hard, Brother Donnie, in, in beautiful shrubbery out, shrubbery out there. And he worked and he worked in the weeds, cutting the weeds and pulling the grass and everything. And when people would walk by, Brother Brother David, he would stop for what he was doing and just turn around and say, "Hola," and just have a little conversation with him. Wait till they passed by before he even went back to work. Just the kind, the courteousness. The workers being friendly, smiling, saying hola, being courteous, working hard, and etc. Everything they've done was at a level above anything we had ever been to as far as lodging outside of our home. Would you agree? Everything. Place was not super fancy. As a matter of fact, it was it was probably somewhat very rustic. And no doubt it was probably a very old facility. But the difference that was made, Brother David, was the level of service that was unmatched to anything we had ever been to before in our entire life. Except maybe two places. Madison, Mississippi. When Brother Jerry Dillon paid for us to go down and go to the whole missions conference and treated us like we was uh, kings and queens to help teach us a little bit about learning how to plant a church. They treated us like I've never been treated. Any other place would be Sealsby, Texas. When you walk into that place and it's their homecoming, Brother David, and they treat you like you are the grandest thing in the world. Hospitality. Every little detail. The Don would walk back and they had a hospitality room for the ministers and just little things here and there and just just little things all just it, it was not a lot necessarily a lot of big things, but it was just little things that, that were just here and there that, that just begin to build up into great big things and just brother 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 David that just made it just be a, a total and complete different experience of anything that we've ever been to in our life. And that's when the theme began to come together in our minds. We begin to think back to the storefront church, 209 Gum Street, 
in 2006. None of you was there. None of you in this place was there. Sister Michelle come occasionally, reluctantly. Yeah. Until 2007, that's when somebody come. Oh, that's Jesus. I always want to say that. <laughs> Being to think back to Gum Street. No doubt many of you have seen the building. Some of most of you have been in it. I think about when we walked into that place. Oh gosh. Ugly. We'll make this a church. Big ugly green door in the back. You heard me talk about it. In the middle room, it was trash. It was horrible. One bathroom. That was probably that thing one time, didn't we? But Brother Don, you know what we done? We walked into that building. We took, we took what we had. And we began to put love and passion into that place. We took some paint and we smeared it on the walls. We took some flowers and we put them up. We took some lights and some trees and we took any little thing that we could get and we place it here and we place it there. And anybody that walked through that door, Brother Cliff, we made sure that we treated them like they was the absolute best thing that ever cut and they was to us. My goodness, they was so special to us. Oh my God. Anybody ever walked through that door? Sister Michelle, I was so glad to see them because I had told, I had labored, I had hoped that somebody would come. Oh, we had prayed. Oh, come on, kids. Every time I see you walk through these doors, I have to think about my kids praying and seeking God in them altars because they left Star Bethlehem Church that had a thriving youth group. Oh, come on. I know you've heard this, but you need to hear it again today. Yeah. Hallelujah. They left a thriving youth group, and you're here today because my kids prayed you to this place. You're here today because we prayed you here. You're here today because we knocked doors faithfully every Sunday, every Saturday. Hallelujah. We were there. We was in Marion, and we knocked doors. If you come to our church, we we sent you a card and we told you we loved you. We told you we're glad you come and we made sure we followed up on everything we could. Amen. Everything we've done, we've done it trying to make it the most excellent experience that you've ever had walking into a into a little storefront. It wasn't the magnificent building like you may see in Marion. It wasn't nothing even nowhere as fancy as this. But when you walked in there, I want to tell you what, there was something resonated in that place. It was a fact that, hey, we're glad you're here and you can tell that we love this place enough that we want to make it the best experience that you've ever had. When you walk into a church, we want to make sure that everybody knew. And God reminded me why we're in Marion. Why I left Star Bethlehem. You know what? I've forgotten that. Come on, only transparent. I told you, if, if this church is to go where God needs it to be, I've got to first recognize where I am. And you know what I recognize, Brother David? I've got caught in the drama that's been going on. I got caught in the junk that's been going on. I've been, I got caught trying to fix the junk. Come on, talking about this morning. Fix the junk instead of laying it to the side. Hallelujah. And making room for what God wanted to grow in this place. 
got caught in all that kind of stuff, Brother Donnie. But I tell you what, I, I realized, hallelujah, I got caught in this and caught in that and caught in this thing and that thing. And the next thing you know, we find ourselves wallowing in a pit. But I'm tired of doing it. Let me read my text to you again today. He said, put on therefore as the elect of God. I'm going to tell you what, we are the elect of God. God has called us to this city. He has called this place to be holy and beloved. He has called us to be a lighthouse to this city. He has called us, hallelujah, to call this city out of darkness and bring them into a marvelous light. You know how he said to do it? Through a bowels of mercy. Through kindness. Through humbleness of mind. Through meekness. Through long-suffering. Forbearing one another. You know what that means? You got put up with my high. You got put up with me. Amen. You got put up with your neighbor. You got put up with that one. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. He went on to say forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. Hey, folks, we got to have a spirit and attitude of forgiveness. Above all these things, put on charity. He said, put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. Let the peace of God rule your heart. The clip told me a while ago, we're standing up here. He said, The devil has tried to steal our joy. Yes, he did. He has tried to steal our joy. Hallelujah. And we've been battling, not having no peace, but it is the will of God that we have the peace of God in our hearts. Hallelujah. He has called us to be one body. He has called us to pull together. I want to tell you what, there is no way them folks in Cozumel could ever make us feel like we did if they didn't all join together and have one thing in mind. You know what their mind, the thought was? We've got to make these guests feel like they're welcome. We're going to make these guests feel like they're wanted. We're going to make them feel like they're the best thing that ever happened. Amen. And said, be ye thankful. Sometimes we look at this building out here we're almost grudgingly thinking, God, why are we in this building with the roof falling down and the broken windows and the this and the that and, and all we in the walls swaying out. Hallelujah. We're not thankful for what God has given us. It's time for us to be thankful. Oh, come it's not the best thing in the world, but it's still better than that storefront church. Hallelujah. And we need to take hallelujah what we got and do what we can with what we got. Just as they did in Cozumel, Mexico. It wasn't the best looking thing in the world. But Brother David, every little detail they put into that place, it made it feel like I'm special. He said, the word of Christ dwelling you richly. Let all wisdom teach and admonish one another in Psalms and hymns. Spiritual song singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father. Oh, I want to tell you what, in Cozumel, they were serving at a high level of excellence for the name of Secrets Aurora. That's the name of the resort. Every one of them, they had their outfits on, and it lets you know that they was a worker. It had Secrets Aurora on there. And if you needed anything, you could go to anybody that had one of them uniforms on and let them know you needed something. And they recognized that you was a guest. You know what? You was at the highest, most important to them. And they looked at you and they served you with a high level. Hallelujah. Church, it's time to get back. Hallelujah. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks to God and the Father. It's time for us. Hallelujah. When we're coming to this place, everything we're doing, we're not doing it for me. We're not doing it for you. We're doing it for the kingdom of God. It's time for us to realize and do praise God what Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes 9 and 10. He said, Watch over thy hand, find it to do, do it with all thy mind. So here.
No. He said, do it with thy might. It's time for Harvest House to get back to what God got this church off the ground in the first place. A church that was striving for excellence. A church that was striving for excellence. Come on, church. This is what we got to do this year, all right? You ready for it? Yeah. Just a second, folks. We walked in that little storefront. It wasn't much to look at from the outside. When our, when our landlord decided to put a car lot beside of it, yes. we had to fight, battle cars being parked in our uh, our place where we couldn't do anything. We had to battle all that stuff. We decided to put it the other direction this year. Do something different. We got to strive for excellence. Yeah. <laughs> Scripture we got on there says, Now therefore, Joshua 14, 12, Now therefore, give me this mountain where the Lord spake in that day. Amen. We've been going in circles long enough. Amen. We've been trying to, to, uh, uh, to just get by. Come on. Just enough prayer to make me feel better. Just enough Bible reading to make me feel better. Just enough outreach to get a new face in the church every once in a while and make us feel like we're doing something. Just enough cleaning the church to make it not look like a trash pit. Just enough giving to keep the lights on. Just enough church attendance to keep Brother Orton or whoever off your back. It's time for us to get the revelation of the greatest enemy this church has. It's good. Come on. You heard me talk about it a little bit. But let me talk about it for a second. Good is our enemy. Good is our enemy, church. It's been our enemy ever since 2012. What do you mean, Brother Orton? We've got to be good. I, we, we've had good church. We, we've had good services. We've had some good results. But the enemy of great is good. God didn't call us to be good. He called us to be great. Come on. He called this church to go above and beyond what we're doing right now. He didn't call us on this low level of uh, thinking, I just got to get by. He didn't call. You know what the mentality of so many people in church, and specifically this church, Brother Donnie, is if I can just get by, it's our, that's not what God wants from us. He has called us to be the head and not the tail. He has called us to be the church in this city. Hallelujah. Not a church, but the church in this city. Hallelujah. He has called us to be a lighthouse. He has called us to be a hospital. He has called us. Hallelujah. 
He has called you to be a worker in this church. He has called us to be a servant in this church. He has called us, hallelujah. Oh, come on. we got to understand something. If we're ever going to get back to what God has called us to be, it's going to be Brother Donnie when we start striving for excellence again. What are you talking about, Brother? Vince Lombardi said perfection is not attainable but if we chase perfection we can't catch excellence Amen. John Wooden the great basketball legend coach of UCLA said do not let what you cannot uh, do not what you cannot do interfere with what you can do Amen. that right there it's probably been our greatest in this church in the last five years do not let what, what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. Oh, come on. I, I, I'm interested in us getting back to having a church that has excellence, a church, hallelujah, praise God, that when people walk in this place, they say, I have never felt nothing like that before. I have never seen nothing like that before. I have never felt the Spirit of God like that ever before. And let me tell you what, as long as Brother Donnie, we're worried about what we can't do, God, hallelujah, is not going to, praise God, bless us. We're going to be willing, hallelujah, to do what we can do. Oh, come on. Come on. I don't know what you I, I know I've been building it up and some of you act like you got a little bit of letdown in your spirit right now but let me tell you what God is going to do something this year there's some of you out there out here in this place God has called you for more than what you are God has called you not to be a bitch warmer he has called you not to sit on your seat and get relaxed from where you are he's called some of you to be preachers he's called some of you to be missionaries he's called some of you to be great musicians he's called some of you to be the pastor hallelujah of some of our satellite churches is off of this place and it's never going to happen hallelujah if we're always worried about what we can't do oh come on we have left for too long what we can't do in this church keep us from doing what we can do it's time for us to do what we can do some of the bigger churches in town that runs 150 to 200 positions. We can't do that. We, we, we don't have the finances for the day to run a fleet of buses. We don't. Not at this point. But we're focusing on the fact that we can't do that. But I'll tell you what we can do. Fix the broken windows downstairs. Yes. See what we can do, we can pick up the paper that's in the floor. I'm talking about striving for excellence. Oh, come on. Just because somebody else was supposed to clean this week don't mean that you're too good to reach down and pick up a piece of paper. Just because nobody else picks up the trash outside don't mean that you're going to walk by it yourself. Hallelujah. You know what? If we're ever going to get to excellence, it's going to take us being consistent with everything we do. Hallelujah. Every day that we walk through this life, making our mind up. I might not get everything right. I might not be doing everything. But there's some things that I can do in this church. I don't either. But I tell you what, I do have 10% of my income. Amen. 
in speech and I, and I can't get up there and testify like some other people. Oh, you can't, but I bet you can't do this. Amen. I, I bet you can, I bet you can get out and you can do what Sister Cheryl did this morning. You can keep your shoes off. Christ would strengthen me. Amen. Oh, for the Lord, you don't know where I've been and the things I've got wrapped up in. Now, this is no point anybody sitting back there. If you can't get off the back seat, move to the second. Oh. What difference is that going to make? If it didn't make some, but I see some tears in her eyes. I can see God doing something in her life tonight. Hallelujah. Penny, we can quit making excuses for what we can't do. Hallelujah. And start doing what we can do. That's where excess is going to come from. When we went to Plaza Bell, Mexico, let me tell you what, they didn't have some big, fine, fancy rooms in there. But what they did have, you know what? They made it special. They made us feel like God, like they loved us. They were glad that we were there. It wasn't nothing no more than just little bitty things. He's a chocolate on the Oh my, listen to me. Colin Powell said, if you're going to achieve excellence in big things, you develop the habit of little matters. Excellence is not an exception. It is a prevailing attitude. Listen, I, I promise you, when we went to when we went to Mary, I, I, I looked at some preachers and some of my family, and I told them, I said, I don't want to be a preacher. I felt like I had to curve my message because we had people come out. They wasn't used to the Pentecostal church. They wasn't used to all this. And I felt like at best I was some denominal preacher. That's like, what's going on with me? So you be honest, you, you might not feel that way. You're not you a great preacher. I may not still be. That's okay. I may not be the best preacher in the world. I'm going to tell you right now, I love you. Amen. I love you, and I'm glad you're in the house of God. Brother Don, who's in the storefront building, if somebody walked through that door, my goodness, I was glad they come through that door. Today, I'll never forget the day you walked through that door. My goodness, I'm so glad to see you come through there. Amen. Sister Michelle, I'll never forget you coming through that door. Listen, there's, th there's some things I'll never forget. I remember preaching the sermon in that little storefront. You may not remember it, but I remember preaching it. You can't live in life with an empty bow, and you coming to an altar and repenting, and God
happened because it was somebody that showed you a consistent love that we loved you. We were glad that you're here in church. We have lost it. We've lost that aspect in our church. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Trump. Come on, church. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10 again. What's with the find? The hand findeth to do. Do it with thy might. He goes on to say. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whither thou goest. What was he saying? He was saying, listen, as long as you have a chance to do something with your hands, do it with all your might. That's why I had Hannah to come up here earlier and I anointed both her hands and I prayed for them. Why? Because I don't know something about that young lady. God's given her an unnatural ability and she can play. I guarantee she can play anything she touched if she put her mind to it. And that's why I prayed for her hands. I said, and I prayed to God, let her love you. Let her always use this for you and for the kids. Of God, find our hands to do whatever you're good at. You need to do it. Hallelujah. Some of you are good at inviting people to the house of God. You can do it when I can. You can get up here when I can. If you can do it, do it. Hallelujah. Come on, don't, don't listen to me. I'm not telling you tonight that we have to be perfect. That is not what I'm looking for. We can't be perfect. Don't confuse excellence with perfection. Michael J. Fox once remarked, I'm careful not to confuse excellence with perfection. Excellence I can't reach for. Perfection is God's business. You see, because perfection is a phobia, brother John. When you focus on perfection too much, you tend. We tend to make mistakes and failures. But when we emphasize on excellence, I want to make sure we know what excellence is before I leave here tonight. We, we, we tend to be uh, comfortable and it's easier for us to do what we need to do because excellence is you doing what you're good at. It's you doing what you're good at. That's what excellence is. Amen. <laughs> Sister Lord, you're good at fixing that food for, for BBS. <laughs> no doubt you probably do some other things. I wonder why, because you got a household kid, right? Good at it. Hey, you also get people to go. Church, we gotta get back. Amen. My wife's job right now. She does an excellent job at it. I'm talking about work, real work, okay? She's a blood donor recruiter. She sits on the phone at times and calls people and says, Hey, we need your blood. We need you, you got the blood type we need. We need you to come here. 
<laughs> and you know one reason we had so many people that kept coming back to our church because she used that same tactic at the beginning and she would badger people with not good at phone calls and all that stuff but she would send them letters she would send them notes she would send them all kinds of things you good at badger people gonna get <laughs> Excellent paves the way for us to improve. Listen to me. I'm going to be too much longer now. Excellent tolerates mistakes and failures. Allowing people to be people. Excellence is about how you contribute and how you give to other people. <coughs> the saying that says what goes around comes around. Anybody ever heard of that? Karma. If you deliver something good, you'll get back good things in return. Amen, brother. If you deliver something poor, you get back things in return. Amen. What was it causing them? I was told, when you go, go to the bank and get you some ones and a bunch of ones and take the folks. I mean, a one dollar bill to them folks down there is like a lot. Give them a one dollar bill, and that's like a day's earnings for them, okay? So, I said, just tip a little bit. And get plus tips and all that's supposed to be included in what we went, but I said, go, you, you see what happened. You know what we done? Specifically, the people who took care of our, our bed at night. Actually, in the morning. Now they come in. You know, if you stay multiple nights in a hotel, give her a bed, they'll come in. If you let them come in and, and refresh your room and all that kind of stuff. So they, they come in, then, and I left the, the dollar. That night, they come back in. Turned the, made the bed back up for us. Turned the, uh, turned the covers down where we're getting. It's like, oh, this is pretty nice. So the next day we left, I left two or three dollars like that. That night, Brother Donald, they had the mood set, buddy. <laughs> Something playing on the TV. Candy on the bed. <laughs> had a little rug right there beside the bed. I got up. I didn't have to have cold feet. What were you trying to say, brother? I'm trying to tell you. That when them people walk through these doors that's coming to our church, if we can treat them, man, I'm so glad you're here. Amen. Amen. Since when is it all my job and my wife's job to welcome everybody to walk through the door? Since when is it my job and my family's job to do all the cleaning in this church? Since when is it is it just a few people's job to do all the work? Let me tell you what. If this church is going to be what God has called us to be, it's time for this church to strive for excellence in this place. When somebody walks in here. You see, excellence is not an act, but it's a habit. Aristotle rightly said, he said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit.
Como Oasis que deram o livro, Salmo. Em Salmo. And everything he done was done. He built, magnificent, he built that magnificent temple and all this stuff. The Queen of Sheba heard about uh, Solomon's wisdom and knowledge and all that. And she came and wanted to inquire about all that was going on. And when she got there, Brother David, she made this comment. She said, tell you what, the hat's not even been told about what's going on here. Amen. The statements that, that, that has always rung in my mind that makes me think about this is this what the church is supposed to be like. He said, She said, happy! Are your servants? Yeah. How long has it been since you've been happy? How long has it been since Harvest House has felt like what we've done? Yeah. Pouring out what he's poured on this church here today because God knew what I was going to be preaching months ago. I've had this banner in my house for three or four weeks. God laid this in my spirit when we went to Cozumel, Mexico, and we went to uh, uh, Brother White's. And even way back when, Brother Donnie, when we was going to Brother Dylan's and seeing what was happening, God put all this stuff in our spirit to bring us to where we are right here today. Hallelujah. And let us know. Let me tell you what, church, we got to do. We got to get back to having an excellent atmosphere in this place. What do you mean, Brother Orton, by an excellent atmosphere? Here, that anytime anybody ever walks through them doors, they get the exact same thing every time. They walk through this door and they know that somebody's going to love them. They know that somebody's not going to treat them bad. They know that somebody, let me tell you what, even though they might not be living exactly like they ought to be, let me tell you what, it doesn't matter how they're living. If they walk through them doors, thank God they're here. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. I know we've had people walk in here and I've had. Hold on, let me just lay it out there. No, we love them anyway. We tell them that we love them. We tell them that we're glad they're in the house of God. We tell them, I'm glad you're here. Come on, church. If we're going to get the revival that we need, we're going to have to strive for excellence. I'm not getting everything out that I want with this because we're going to have some sit down with our with our leadership and those who want to be leadership. You know what we're going to do again? I'm going to have interviews again with those that uh, that that uh, went through them last year and anybody else. I don't care what if you want to ever be in leadership or not. I love to sit down with you and talk with you and push you and press you to do more for God. I want to sit down with every. I, I wish I could sit down with everybody in this church before this year is over and just have a little interview and push you and press you. Hallelujah for you to be all that you can be because what's wrong with us right now and the devil has got us concentrating on the things that we can't do. It is time for us to get back and realize, hey, I can't fill up four buses because I can't, I don't got them. But I got a 15 pastor man out there that I can't fill up. I might not can, can compete with what other churches is giving all their people out there, but they can't compete with the Holy Ghost that we got in this house. Hallelujah. They can't compete with the move of God that we have in this place. They can't compete with the spirit of the Holy Ghost that has changed somebody, get them off the drugs, put their marriage back together, bring their kids back to their house. They can't compete with that. Brother Donnie, when they get on the bus, you love them. When they get in the Sunday school class, you love them. Amen. Come on, Sunday school teacher, when they walk in your class, hallelujah, let them know I am glad you're here. Yes, amen. I'm fixing to be down here. 
This is just a very small introduction into what we're going to be having over the next several months. We'll get us back down to the basis of where we need to be. Back down to what we need to do. Because I want to tell you what, when I read in Colossians, i got to read it again just because this is what the spirit of excellence is all about. And this is why the Apostle Paul told the Colossian church, he said, you are the elect of God. You're the holy and the beloved. He said, use the powers of mercy. He, what did he say? What is the spirit? This is the spirit of excellence. He said, kindness, humbleness, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. Come on. If any have a quarrel against any, forgive them. Let me tell you what, how we're going to have an excellent spirit in this place. And when we get to love each other like we have never loved anybody else in this house, hallelujah. Come on, if we're going to take this church to the place it needs to be, we're going to have to strive for a church that is excellent. And you and I have settled for too long. For good. For good. Amen. I'll tell you you straight up and apologize to you right now for this bullpen. I have settled too many times to preaching a good message. Come on, I apologize to this church right now. In the midst of this turmoil and junk that we went through, I have settled to mind to embrace this pulpit and, and preach to you a good message instead of an excellent message that God has given me that's been birthed out of whatever. But I'm telling you, as this new year comes, and I hope that you've seen it over the past few months, that something is steering in my spirit, and I've made my mind up. Hallelujah. Brother Donnie, I'm not going to settle for anything less than what God has called us to be. And that is excellent. Hallelujah. I want my scripture. I wonder if anybody got an excellent moment. Amen. Easy clap her hands and say, oh yeah. In order for us to get excellent, we want to do something. Amen. We have to look in the mirror and say, you know what? We're going to quit saying, well, if brother and sister and so-and-so do that. Amen. Thank you for being in Sunday school. Thank you, Sister Michelle, for helping him in Sunday school class. Sister Kayla, thank you for helping. No, or yes, I don't know, you know. It may not be what God is necessarily. Yeah, I agree. He called you to be on the streets for sure. But let me tell you something you have been doing, though. You've been doing what you can. Because we needed you. Or you find us. <laughs> so don't let that get a hold of you. Because that's the thing I'm after tonight. The devil's. Your body's not healthy enough to get out there. Right? You can't walk them streets like you are. See, that's what he's been trying to tell you, though. Listen to me, church. Live feed off. Everybody got their live feed off? Looks like it did. It's time for us to love one another again. 
Brother Ron, when I go to Mexico and I see a man, I mean, short stature guy, at 5 o'clock, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, working outside in the heat of Cozumel, Mexico, in the rain, sweating, working. But when he turned around and seen me three flights up and looked at me, he stopped what he was doing. He smiled from ear to ear and he looked at me. Most people walk through these doors. You won't even get out of your seat and go say. I'm after excellence is persistence excellence brother Donnie is doing something every day consistent and persistent every day every day brother James I'm, I'm glad you've been coming buddy. I'm proud of you Don I'm proud of you see that young man you're part of the reason he's here offerings and false gods, Daniel said, no. I'm not going to do that. He was consistent. He was the same. Brother Donnie, when there was men that got upset about Daniel and they wanted they wanted him not to be in the power he was, they said, the only way we're going to get to Daniel was trying to cause him to, to have fault against his God. So we'll make a decree that you can't pray to any other gods except for the king. 
You know why they knew they could make that decree and have Daniel thrown to the lion's den? Because of Daniel's excellent spirit. Sister Michelle, you know why? They knew. They heard him. They seen Daniel every day go up there to that to that window. He opened that window towards Jerusalem three times a day. And he prayed to his God. They knew what Daniel was doing. They knew. They seen him not bow down to the other gods. They seen him do all that stuff. His sister Penny, he had an excellent spirit. Why? Because he had a spirit of consistency. He had a spirit that they could depend on. He had a spirit, hallelujah, that you know what? It took Daniel for three kings. Daniel lived to be an old man in Babylon, a powerful man in Babylon, because he had a spirit of excellence. It didn't matter what they done, Daniel was consistent. He was there. You could depend on him. He was a man of habit. He was a man of integrity. He was a man of character. And if we're going to have this church become what God has called us to be, we're going to become that church this city can depend on. We're going to be that church. Hallelujah. They'll be there in tragedy when they need us. We're going to be that church, hallelujah, when some of these kids go through tragedy. They'll say, you know what? You need to come to our church. Oh, come on, listen to me. Be done in a second. Monica, you've been down some roads, honey. Time to quit beating yourself up. There are some things right now you can't do. You keep doing what you can do like you didn't like, like coming up here. Because here's the thing. If we do what we can do, listen. But John, if we'll do what we can do, God will do what we can because here's the key to excellence and God blowing this church wide open for the day that when we start doing what we can do we can fix the windows down here we can fix that place up there listen to me I can't because it's going to take somebody to go through this hole right here and crawl over here and pull that, that, that uh, uh, rafter back together and put some nails or screws in it so we can push that back up. I'm too fat and heavy for that. But some of you young guys are. Where's the spirit of excellence coming from in this church? It's going to come when we begin to work together in this place. Do it. What each and every one of us can do. Because there's some things that you can do that I can't do. There's some things that I can do that you can't do. And Brother David, when we start doing what we can do, God starts doing what we can't do. Right now, we can't do what they are doing in there. But you know what, Brother Cliff? One of these days, they're going to be looking at us and saying, you know what? We can't do what Harvest House is doing.
know what you got. Say words when you're playing. Come on, do something different this year. You may not have everything together right now in your life, like you want it together. But I'll tell you something you can't do. You can't read your Bible. You can't move from the back seat, hallelujah, to the second seat. You can't. And let me tell you what, when you start doing what you can do, you watch and see what God's going to do. He's going to do what you can't do. He's going to start putting your family back together. He's going to start making a way where you can see your babies again. He's going to start making a way where you feel good about yourself again. And you feel like you're somebody because you are somebody. This is what this is about here tonight. It's about us doing what we can, hallelujah, that God will do what we can't do. And I promise you, I struggle with that. I don't even have to hear me tonight. I don't. I really don't. I guess all I know to do is we can eat it like this tonight. We can all leave tonight with this. With you doing what you can't do. I know I got the mic. I'm, I'm the pastor. I'm, I'm presenting the, the banner, the, the theme for the year. I presented that, and I know that, Brother Donnie. I will tell you what I can't do tonight. I can't pray. I can't pray you into heaven. I can't pray for you. I mean, in your place. I can pray for you, but not in your place. Whatever one of us is in this place tonight can't do. Because we can pray. Excellence is going to follow some people in this place. You hear me? I feel it in my spirit. You know, what is this? What is the spirit of excellence? I'm going to tell you what the spirit of excellence is. It is you determining to be the best you that you can be. That's what the spirit of excellence is. It's you recognizing I can't do it all, but I can do something. Some little lads in this place and say, look, I don't got enough to feed everybody, but I got enough to feed somebody. Hey, Brother Donnie, when we bring to God what we can do, look what God does. He begins to bring it. He begins to multiply. And he begins, that little boy couldn't feed everybody. But when he took what he could do and put it in the hands of the one that can do everything, God began to feed everybody. Come on, we can't get everybody in this church. But if we can get one person, we can do what we can't do. Hallelujah. We can pick up paper. We can scrub a toilet. Hallelujah. We can fix a window downstairs. Uh, oh, come on. Somebody can start a fundraiser to, to, to work and buy a new piano. Or uh, hallelujah. Or oh, somebody can start a fundraiser. We, we can get a printer and they don't scare the kids to death when they go downstairs. I'm done. Some of you got it. I, I see it. You understand what my you understand what the theme that God called me. We don't have the best. We don't have the best building. We don't have the best bus. We don't have the best refrigerator or best piano. But honey, you play that thing the best you can. 
and you give it to God and he's going to give us a new one. Brother Donnie, you drive that bus and you love them kids like they've never been loved and God's going to fill it up and give us another bus. Oh, come on Sunday school teacher. You love them kids like nobody else loves them. And they're going to love you. They're going to look for you. They're going to reach for you. Come on, church. It's time for our church to get back to striving for excellence. Striving, hallelujah. Striving to see a move of God just by doing the little things that we can do. Pray. We all can pray tonight. We all can repent. We all can pray for somebody else's soul. We can pray for somebody. Come on, let's pray and see God. Oh, God.